So we are on Daf. We are on Daf. Today is the Shabbos Daf Mem Zayin. Um, we're going to start from Mem Zayin Amaralf, the first line on top. So we went ahead and just to go ahead and reconcile what we're talking about over here, we went ahead and said according to Rab Shimon. So we have two. We have two sheets over here. Sheets of Yehuda and sheets of Rab Shimon. Yehuda says there is Muksa. Rab Shimon says there is no Muksa. And again, like we're seeing, there's a very limited version. Of, of Muksa and the rabbi actually gave a shir today and basically said that Rav Shimon, it's very misleading because basically Rav Shimon holds of almost everything Rav Yehuda holds of except for two exceptions. He brought down from Laura HaSholchan and the two exceptions, I have it over here because I printed it. He said the two exceptions that um, Rav Shimon argues on, he says he argues on um, actually three exceptions. He argues, he doesn't hold the Muksa Machmas Mius, he doesn't hold the Muksa Machmas Oitzer, that if you're putting something that something away, okay, and um, he doesn't hold off one more. There was something we didn't have yet, but something that is that's mius. That's muksamachus mius. Okay, and then the last thing he says, he says something that you can mishdamish right now, but there is muksan in the pile. Again, three exceptions to the rule. But regardless, we said our case. Let's go to our case. You're holding a lamp, and the lamp we said is lit. If the lamp's lit, you cannot go to move it. If it's extinguished, you couldn't move it because there is no muksa. So we're trying to figure out why can't you move it when it's lit. So we tried saying because you're going to put, you're going to go ahead and put the, the 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 flame out, and then we said no, that's not true. It doesn't matter if you put the the flame out. So we said, what's the reason? So Amarava, the last, the top of the line, it becomes a bosses to the davar aser. What's a bosses? A bosses is the thing that's holding the muksa. Okay, so it's the keli, it's the bowl that's holding the muksa. Rashi says over here, the muksa is the flame. Being that the flame itself is muksa, what's holding the oil and the flame? The lamp. Therefore, the lamp becomes muksa. What's unique about the halacha of a buses is, is that a buses itself goes ahead and takes on, we'll see from Rashi in today's omelet, takes on the status of that muksa itself. Let's give you an example. If I went ahead and had a table with a leichter in it, we know leichter is muksa. So if you just have a table with a leichter in it, you cannot go ahead and move the table. Now muksa does not, you can touch it. Muksa you can touch. You can touch a car, right? You can touch your phone. You can't move it. Okay, you're not supposed to because you're not gonna, you don't want you to go ahead and move it. But you, the isra muksa is actually to go ahead and move it. So if I have my candelabra on a table and nothing else on that table, my table becomes a, can, a, a, becomes a, becomes a bus, it's a davara osir. Now I cannot go ahead and move my table because it's an extension of the muksa itself. Okay, I can't move it. Even if tzarach gufik tzarach makaymai. Because typically we say, even a klish shemalach dil isr, being that's a keli, if it's tzarach gufik tzarach makaymai, I'm allowed to move it. This becomes isr itself. Okay, that's going to be the difference of it. That's the concept of a bosses. Omer b'zeira, omer b'asi, it's sigmar v'aita, omer b'yechanan, omer b'chanina, omer reb rumnis. Over here we're talking about a pan or a some type of device that used to go ahead and smoke up the rooms up with the incense. Okay? So basically, they had the basaman. They go ahead and smoke up the room with and the, obviously the fire was out and all it had was afra, the ash. Right now, right now, according to Tosis anyway, and Rashi, we hold right now the ash itself is muksa. So if the ash itself is muksa, what's holding the ash? What's the keli that's holding the ash? Is this container that goes ahead and used to smoke up the room with the besamim. Now the besamim is, the besamim holder is a keli to go ahead and hold the muksa. So it should become a basis for the muksa. And still Rebbe said it's okay. 
So he said, So again, Evan, we say, everybody agrees is Muksa in an Evan. Muksa Machas Gufa, we discussed. Everybody agrees, according to the Mishabrura and Simon Shinches, the introduction to Shinches, that there is going to be Muksa when it comes to a stone. If a person pick up his son, if he has a stone in his hand, it's not a problem. Like a call is a basket. The Evan Masaifa, even though there's an Evan and there's a stone in the basket, the basket does not become a basis to the stone, which is Muksa. We'll see in a second, Rav Yechanan argues. Okay? It's talking about over here that you have in it Paris as well. Being that you have it in a Paris as well, which is Mutter. So we say that it does not become a basis, a container for the item which is Osir, but rather it's a basis, a container for the item which is Mutter, and you're allowed to go out and carry it. So you see that Rabbi Yechon doesn't hold in his concept, okay? So Rabbi Yechon, Rabbi Yechon would not hold. Again, what's the Gemara's Kasha? The Gemara's Kasha is that, that you're saying that you're allowed to go ahead and move something which is a basis of Dover Osir. You see Rabbi Yechon said the only way you can move something which is a basis of Dover Osir if it has a heter in it as well. We talk a Paskin that way. Let's go back to our case. Our case, we went ahead and you had a table with a leichter in it, so you can't move the table. But if you have something on the table that you mutter to use as well, let's say you have the Shabbos Chalas on the table as well, so now that's heter, so now it doesn't become a basis of Dover Osir. It's a basis, it's a holder, it's a base for something which is also which is the leichter, and also your bread, or your siddur, for example, you put a siddur on it, which is mutter. So therefore, it's considered a basis for heter and iser, you'll have to go ahead and move it. And that's going to be what Rabbi Yechon is saying right now. So don't tell me, how do you tell me that Rabbi said that it's according to Rabbi Yechon, you're allowed to move this container that had in it the incense, the ashes, right, the, the, the ashes from the Basamim, you shouldn't be able to go out and move it, unless it had heter in it as well. And how can we pass them that way? That if it's heter, it's not a basis. Um, and what's interesting is, the heter itself typically has to have more value. But more value, we say, something that has more value to you personally, not more physical value. So maybe you're right, the life is more expensive than the, the chalas or the siddur, but at the end of the day in Shabbos, the siddur has more value to you, so therefore that's where the value factor goes, and therefore would not be considered, it would be considered a boss as a holder, or a base, for something which is mutter, not something which is usher. Okay, so my answer is, oh, my rabba, oh, so he says, so he said, happened like this, so he said, let's say period, he went ahead and kept quiet for an hour, no, he is talking about where it has some leftover levoina, Rashi says, some leftover besamim in it, being that some leftover levoina in it, so therefore it has an heter and iser, you can go ahead and carry it. So tomorrow, Rabbi was very wealthy, and his house, if you had a little bit of besamim left in the container, you threw it out. It has no value. If you're going to tell me, what well, you know what, that's good, that's Rebbe. But any other person would go ahead and save the leftover Bissamim. We had this, we had this before in the Masechta. We talked about what's considered a Beged Lagabe Tumah, Rashi says. So we said a patch. If you remember correctly, we said if it's three finger breaths, by three finger breaths, that's good enough to be a patch for an Ani. But for an Asher, it has to be Shloishal Shloisha, which is three Tvachim by so you see that you don't cross over what's royal for an Ani to be what's royal for an Asher. Rebbe is an Asher. So it should like to be considered all muksa, all useless, and it's a bus, it's a dover or Asher. That Gemara, oh, so he said, the tiny big dan nim lani, bidah shim lashim, aval nim lashim loy, el mabaya, midi dahava graf sharei. No, it's a different terrace. This is a similar case to a graf shell rei. Why? Because it's mo'os. What's a graf shell rei? Now, typically, we call today a modern day graf shell rei. We call basically either a child's diaper, 
right? A dirty diaper or a garbage bag. What's a dirty diaper? It's moos. It's disgusting, right? The kid went ahead and soiled the diaper. So it's moos. And because it's moos and it's going to bother you and it smells, you're allowed to go ahead and take it out. It's that, it's, we, we waived the, the, the muksa requirement. You can go ahead and take it out and throw it outside in the garbage can, obviously, if you go ahead and have a Erev, right? Today's modern day example is a garbage bag. A garbage bag, garbage is graf shalrei. Once your garbage bag is full, you take it out of your house. Now, again, you can go ahead and drop it into the garbage can if you have an Erev. If you don't have an Erev, you drop it into wherever it is that you can go ahead and put it right out to your door. But you're allowed to go ahead and move it even though it's not useful for Shabbos itself. Yontav as well, it's the same thing. Once I'm carrying it, I'm allowed to carry it. Can I carry it to the curb? Absolutely. You can carry it to the curb. The garbage bag itself that you're holding to the curb. To go ahead and take the garbage cans to the curb that you already have full of garbage, that's muksa. Of course, that's not a graf sharei. If it's outside your house, you shouldn't be able to move it. Now, if you leave your garbage cans in front of your, in front of your, by your curb, but ready before you and you just dump it into the garbage can, that's not a problem. Again, I'm not passing, but this is just a commonplace halachas. If you get a ticket for leaving your garbage can in front, not recommended, because it's going to be expensive garbage pickup. So I don't know where I am, they give tickets very quickly by going ahead and leaving the garbage cans in the front. So, so this week, this year, this year Yantav had a problem because garbage pickup was Thursday. Yantav itself started Wednesday, night, Wednesday right? Second is, I'm sorry, was, was Tuesday night. So I couldn't put the garbage cans out. But what I did was, after every meal, when I pulled out the garbage bag itself, I just took it directly to the curb. In the garbage bag, that halachically, the chayre, is okay. But again, that's a concept of graf shalrei. So if you hear also, the ash itself was mo'ostim. Being the ash itself was mo'ostim, it had a status of a graf shalrei, you have to go ahead and take it out. Omerovish, they chubis with Abba. I have two, two truths with this. Number one, graf shalrei mo'os. It's disgusting. Highloy mo'os. This, this leftover ash is not disgusting. V'oy, graf shalrei, migli, v'ho mixi. The difference is a graf shalrei typically back then, again, back then a graf shalrei, the technical graf shalrei was almost like a, you're, training, you're training your kid with a potty. So being that a potty, everything's exposed, it's taka disgusting versus over here where it wasn't exposed, right? So Rava said as follows, we're going to continue going through the sugi over here of the case of a buses. So we didn't answer this right now. What's a kanunya? A kanunya is um, similar to a, it's a copper version of a charcoal grill. So it's a charcoal grill. It goes ahead and holds charcoals. And at the end, it has the ashes that are left. Now over here, it's interesting over here is, is what's not muksa is the ashes over here. Why? Rashi says you used to use the ashes, the leftover ashes to go ahead and cover the spit on the floor or if you went ahead and had soy on the floor, they used to go ahead and cover it. So that's considered mukham Shabbos. The problem over here is, is that the kununya itself, the kununya itself is a problem. And also, the issue over here is more than that. Even though I went ahead and had shivri eitzim. Now, the shivri eitzim is the twigs they used to burn in there. That is for sure muksa. So it's like eitzim avanam. So if I have muksa definitely in this barbecue, and I have non-muksa, you see a lot to go ahead and carry it Agav the non muksa. Mesve Fretimara question. That Shimon and Yudah hold that if it goes ahead and has in its Shivri Psila, meaning that the wick itself came apart, that over there it's gonna be Osir. So you see it's Osir, even if it goes ahead and has good oil in it and bad, it goes ahead and shivri psila. 
Though definitely the wicks are more chash of them, the muks itself, the dover aser, being that the dover aser was more chash to them, therefore the whole thing becomes a basis of the dover aser. Levi bashmul. Okay, so we're done with the concept of a basis. We're going to move away from muksa now. Yesterday, if you remember, at the beginning of the daf, we talked about a menorah that came apart in Shabbos. It was a binyan, right? So we talked about if I have a menorah, a large menorah that goes ahead and comes apart on Shabbos. I can't go to move it because it's going to be a problem. I'm worried you're going to go ahead and put it back together again. It's going to be makab apatish. There's going to be an issue with it. So once we talked about these, again, these menorahs that were put together, the arms are put back together, again, like a, almost like a uh, Playmobil or a Lego, one of these things that you put together. So that would go ahead and be a problem on Shabbos. Once we talked about that, we're going to go into the sugi again, back into it. He found them standing by the door of Ravuna. What are the Tarsim? Rashi says that Tarsim were the coppersmiths, and they used to go out and travel from place to place. So they used to have these collapsible beds that they'd go ahead and take with them, almost like these camping beds that people have today. They're using their sukkahs or whatever it is, these collapsible beds. Am I allowed to go ahead and put it back together again on Shabbos? Also, come in, Ravuna. So the extreme, the opposite extreme, why? Because instead of boina, I'm building a bed over here. So therefore, I'm going to be chayiv. I'm going to go ahead and be chayiv v'chatas. Made space, we're going to ask a kasha. So you say, you're okay to do it. So over here, you have a menorah that comes apart. And I go ahead and take the stick that came off and put it back. It's considered boina. That's what the kasha is. Let's finish the rest of the b'raisa. Kanasaydanim was, you know, today you have the painters that have these extendable poles. And they want to go ahead and paint a surface that they can't get to. Back then, instead of having an extendable pole, they had a pole, that is stick, and they go on to extend it, they'd stick in another stick on the bottom of it, screw in another stick, and that's how they go ahead and extend it. So if somebody added a stick to such a pole like that, so don't put it back. says, these are different instruments that you went ahead and you put together. If one of them you chayv, one of them you potter. Anyway, the point over here is, is you see clearly that you chayv chatas. How do we, did he go ahead and say in the beginning, which we said right away, which was, who was it? Rabbi Abba told Rav Huna that it's not a problem. This collapsible camping bed is okay. And Gemara Inu the Omar says, no, they hold ki high time. This like this time. The time we learned, what about Menablis and Mita? Rashi says these are little like shoes they put on the bottom of the bed feet, right? This way to go ahead and protect the feet of the bed from rotting. That the Kare Samita, Kare Samita are actually the feet of the bed. This is a nut that you put on a bow and arrow to go ahead and help the bow, the arrow, shoot straight. It falls off, falls off. you can't go ahead and put it back into place. And if you put it back, Potter Avalos, it's Potter Avalos, Layitka. And don't go ahead and knock it in Rashi says Bechoyzik Ayedei you say this through nails. Then talk if you did a Chayiv Chatas because it's Mamish Makav Apatish. Shem Galilayme and Hayer Rofvoy Mutter. If it was loose, it's Mutter to go ahead and put it back. So he says this that we said before. They went ahead and said it's not a problem to go ahead and put together this bed. Okay, Mita Shel Tar Siim the coppersmith's bed is talking about where it was Rofvoy was loose. 
being that it was loose, I was able to go ahead and put it back together again. There was no Isser Shabbos. That's what they're talking about. But of course, if it's tight, you're going to have to put it together tight. You're going to be over on an Isser Shabbos. Taisus explains this machlokes a little. Explains it a little better because he Taisus has a problem. It doesn't make sense. One guy says it's not a problem. Another guy yichayev chatas. It has to make sense where it sounds close. Where it's closer together. The Taisus says yeshlaim and the hachi kamalel. It's talking about Yechayev Chatas is when it's not loose. She says, really, if it's tight, so therefore, we're not going to let you get away with it when it's loose a little bit. But the other man says, no, loose, it's not a problem. So therefore, you can go ahead and even go ahead and build it back up. Okay, in the house of um, in the house of Rav Chama, they had a mita galganisa. And Rashi says this is similar to the bed, the collapsible camping bed that we talked about. The coppersmiths have, and the yontavi collapsed. I'm the bundle rava my What's the reason why you're allowed to do it? Binyam and Atzad. So you say Binyam and Atzad. What's Binyam and Atzad is you're building it not in the typical way of building it, which should be okay. Even it's still No, I held the that if it was loose, even the I can go ahead and build it on Shabbos and Yontif. Okay, we don't we don't discuss We're going to go into a new mission over here, the last mission of the Perik, which is talking about. Um, using a a keli, so nice and keli tachas and there in the kaplan tzitzis. This one, even on Shabbos, I'm allowed to go ahead and take. We'll see what the chiddush of this is in the Gemara in a second. I'm allowed to take a plate if I have a candle lit and put it underneath my candle in order to go ahead and catch any sparks that will go ahead and come out of the candle. This is even on Shabbos itself. I'm allowed to do it. Okay, and we'll see in a second why in the Gemara. Even on Erev Shabbos, when I prepare my candles, I now leave a bowl of water underneath the candle. So if, if a, some fire falls off of the candle, it's going to fall into the bowl of water and go out. So again, this is also a Chiddush, because we know from the Gemara that we learned right away in the beginning of the Masechta, we said, you're allowed to let, you're allowed to let, meaning you're allowed to let the work, your kalem to work for you. We talked about the yoy. We talked about going ahead and leaving a bowl full of dye to go ahead and dye your fabrics. We talked about leaving ink, if you remember correctly, in, a, in water, because it's going to happen on its own. So why over here is it a problem? And the Gemara is going to go ahead and discuss it, okay? But we learned that right away in the few Zainam and Bays in the beginning of Masechta. Let's see, let's see the Gemara. The first part of Mishnah says, I can go ahead and put a bowl, even on Shabbos, underneath a candle to stop the sparks. sparks. What's this question? We learned at the beginning of the Perik and Nafmam Gimel and Aleph of Rav Chizda went ahead and said as follows. If you remember correctly, we said on Mem Gimel, the Mishnah says that you now go ahead and put a keli underneath the nair to mekabel the shaman. And Rav Chizda said, even though you don't put a keli underneath a beya, underneath a chicken to mekabel the beya, the egg, why? And the Gemara says, why can't you do that? Because the Gemara comes out of Gimel, meaning initially this keli was a muksa, and I'm creating muksa on Yontif or on Shabbos, and now I'll go ahead and create muksa on Yontif or on Shabbos. So over here, if I take this, this bowl right now, and I stick it underneath my candle, now it's going to go ahead and take the sparks of the candle, and now it's muksa. I'm creating muksa on Shabbos. How do I have a right to do that? Let's see the Gemara. 
There's a big difference. When I put a bowl underneath a candle that's dripping oil, once I go ahead and have the oil here right now, the oil makes the bowl itself muksa as it sits in the bowl. Sparks, as they hit the bowl, they go out. So ultimately, there's nothing in the bowl. So if there's nothing in the bowl, the bowl itself never becomes muksa. So therefore, it's not a problem. The next part of the mission went ahead and says, follows, even an Arab Shabbos, I'm now going to go ahead and put a bowl of water underneath the candle, because it's going to go ahead and put out the candle. Laying a tenan stomach, Rabbi Yossi. A mission stomach like Rabbi Yossi. There Rabbi Yossi, Goyim Lekibay Asa. Where's Rabbi Yossi? Rabbi Yossi is going to be later in the 16th paragraph. Rabbi Yossi says as follows. We're talking about a fire on Shabbos. We know if there's a fire on Shabbos, Al-Tmachab, I can't go ahead and put out a fire on Shabbos. So we're talking about over there, Rabbi Yossi's sheet is, is that you can go ahead, if you look at Rashi, Rashi says what you can do is you can go ahead and make a mechitza of, around the fire, you go ahead and put a mechitza of vats that have water in it. And as the, as the, the fire gets closer to the vats, the vats are going to go on fire. It's going to crack. The water's going to come out. And it's going to go ahead and put the fire out. Okay? Rabbi Yossi goes ahead and says that if it's a, if I know, Rabbi Yossi over there says, if the klicheres that is um, brand new, that we know for sure it's going to crack, you're not allowed to go ahead and put it there. Why? Because it's goyim lekiboy. I'm creating goyim lekiboy. is like kiboy itself. Let's see it inside. So he said, That's why in our Mishnah as well, even if I put it there, Erev Shabbos, I put the bowl there in Erev Shabbos underneath my candle, being that some flame may fall off into the water, and I'm going to go ahead and that flame is going to extinguish, the piece of the wick that's still on fire is going to fall off and it's going to get extinguished. I'm creating something to go off on Shabbos and it's going to be a problem. I'm thinking, Marav, a tizbra, Eimadar, Shabbos. What's Rabbi Yossi's case talking about? If the fire happens on Shabbos itself, then I can't go ahead and put um, water bottles around, water, these water containers around because I'm worried they're going to crack. But in Erev Shabbos, it's not a problem. Again, I'm not doing anything in Erev Shabbos. There's no Isser over here. It's like the Mar of Echitim, Achanam Shabbos. I'm just talking about Shabbos. Says we have Bryce says clearly we're talking about Erev Shabbos. Metanya Noisin Kli Tachs in there. You put a Kaili underneath in there. The Kabbalah Tzitzis to go ahead and accept the. Even we said the, the sparks for Shabbos on Shabbos itself ain't talking about Shabbos. We didn't say Chemayim Neishu Mechaba Me'er Shabbos on Erev Shabbos, and of course you can't do it on Shabbos itself ain't talking about Shabbos. Elo Amr Abashi Afilu Tem Rabban and Shiny Hocha Neishu Makrev Asakiboy. Oh, he says it's different over here. The reason why over here it's going to be a problem, even going to Rabbanon, because I'm going to Rashi says Zmanki Belehed of Mechaba Mamish. Over here it's different. Being if I put on Shabbos itself, it's definitely keyboy, even according to Rabbanon, I don't have a problem because I'm going ahead, it's going out earlier than it shouldn't have, should have gone out. So therefore, if I would have had a plain bowl there without water, it would have burnt a little bit till it went out. So making it go out earlier, even Rabbanon holds it's a problem. Hadron Allah, Kira. Okay, we're done with Masech, this Kira. Now, till now, we were talking about the concept of Shia, meaning leaving a pot on top of a fire on Shabbos, we basic rule is, like we said right away, has to be cooked chananya, kemaycha ben drasoi, cooked or not. We're worried about shemen yichat b'cholam. The reason why I can't leave my pot on fire, even though the food is cooked, and we know ain't bishlak, it's bishl, so I'm worried I'm go ahead and stir the flames to go ahead and have it cook better. So therefore, in a case where it's already totally cooked, and the assumption is I need it for tonight, for Friday night, you have a case where it's totally cooked, or it's cooked enough that I'm not worried I'm going to stir, it's not a problem. Over here, we're going to go into the concept of Atmana. We already crossed paths with Atmana. Atmana is going ahead and digging something, covering something totally up. In such a case, we don't care if it's going to be, if it's cooked, it's not cooked. Why? Because Atmana typically means, I'm putting it away for tomorrow. 
Why am I worried about digging something into a, let's say, a, the cases we'd have in the Mishnah, wet, um, wet wool to go ahead and retain the heat? We're worried that you're going to put it into ashes that you have, or, or embers, or you, have, you had your coals, you put out your coals. Some of them are going to, still going to be lit up. You're going to put it into that pile over there. And we're worried what's going to happen is, is you're going to go ahead and you're going to go ahead and stir it so it goes ahead and keeps on getting more heat. And be over an iser of putting on a fire on Shabbos. This would exist even on something which is totally cooked. Why? Because I'm using it for tomorrow. Okay, so we'll see that this hatmana is a very different than hashia that we're talking about till now. Let's see the mission. The met timelin. What can you go ahead and put food away for tomorrow in? Right, you can go ahead and totally surround food. Ain't timelin. Ain't timelin. Let be gefes. Let be zevel. We talked about Gephes and Zevel. We said Gephes is the leftovers that was from the base Abad, from the olive press, right? We said that Zevel is from the, from the, from the wine press. The Zagam was from the wine press. Zevel is regular um, leftover garbage. Vloi B'melech, not in salt. Vloi B'sid is in plaster. Vloi B'choyler in sand. Bein Lachem, Bein Yivashem. Whether it's hot or it, it, whether it's wet or it's dry. The reason why we're going to see in the Gemara, it's a dover hamoisiv hevel. It adds heat. Being that it's adding heat while it's in there, it's similar to our case where you go ahead and dig it into coals. By digging into the coals, that goes ahead and adds heat. In such a case, we're worried you're going to come to Shem Yichati, you're going to go ahead and stir the coals itself. This is straw. These are other lighter materials. And grasses, when they're white, because when they're wet, they go ahead and they're moist of heaven, they add heat. Being that when they're dry, they don't add heat, it's not a problem to do atmana in them. This we said you can't use is the, the leftovers, again, in the, in the, of the olive press. But what about from the sesame press? Is that a problem? No, even as well. We learned shumshun sesame seeds. The kolshkein dezesim avada of olive presses. Toshmat or mzera mishumchad the berbiyane kupe shetamim ba also nicha gabe gefes. Okay, so the halach is like this. The halach is if I went ahead and did a tmana with a with a box, an allowable tmana. Okay, and something that's not moist of hevel. I cannot go ahead and now put it on top of. So again, I have this pot. There's a lot to do at Tmana with. Can I go ahead and take the pot now and put it on top of a, put it on top of Gephes of Zesim now? Later? So Allah is not allowed to do it. So you see we're talking about over here of olives, Tanan. So Mar says, no. Really? It's also awesome. In such a case where I'm worried that's going to go ahead and add heat, because over here, we're not talking about a case where I'm doing atmana. I'm just putting on top of, the, I'm not burying it into it, I'm just putting on top of these, um, the leftovers from the, from the olive press. Right? From the, from the olive press. So in such a case over here, asuki maski to add heat, the leftovers of the olive press, are going to go ahead and add heat. It's not going to go ahead and add heat. So over here, it's a different case. It's not an original atmana case. I'm actually going ahead and burying it in the sesame's or in the olive leftovers, but rather it's talking about where I already did that, and then I want to put it on top of the olive leftovers. In such a case, it would go ahead and make a difference. Would it make a difference? Okay, Shkayach. Shmuel, you're the host tonight. You don't have to worry about me throwing you off. <laughs>